Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What a semi, well, a kind of a serious question to start off with this episode. I thought, let's just dive, dive, dive okay. into the deep issues. Have you ever questioned your own sexuality? Oh, God, yes. Yes? Yes. 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 And yes. Like, Near daily sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. And, uh, well, Genuinely, yes. Well, yeah, and I was hesitant to ask because if you asked that of the wrong person who had questioned their sexuality and they weren't out about it, I wouldn't want to, like, out someone. Yes, you know. no, I understand. Um, I understand that. But so, like, when you question your sexuality, do you, like, are you certain now in where you sit on any kind of sexuality spectrum? Much more certain now because I sub- I would hazard a guess that most people would do their questioning of their sexuality from teenagers into yeah. early twenties. Yeah. So when I was at, but when I was doing that as a teenager, wondering the sort of my brain or I didn't understand the spectrum ele- element. To yeah, it. of course. It was sort of more black and white. Yeah, like you are you're a straight gay man or, or you're, you're a gay man. Yeah. So I always grappled with that. It's like I don't know. I I know I'm uh, boring and oversimplifying, but I'll I'll just throw like I'm ten percent maybe gay. You know, ten percent of me uh, appreciates that handsome man and wouldn't mind maybe kissing him, but not not much more than that. You yeah, know, yeah, I've got yeah. my like that's a, my you know, uh, yeah. Elver is is spankingly good looking. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't mind being held by him. <laughs> you know, that, but so yeah. but now I recognise that but there's that's a spectrum. Only like a ten percent. Yes. So you wouldn't necessarily be like spending half your life being like, "Oh, dudes!" Like, yeah. So once you once you know that that it's a, it's a yeah. broad spectrum, then you the, the you can still question, but it's it's nowhere near as daunting. Yeah, nowhere near as scary because you're like, I, okay, I'm just a little bit that way, but a whole lot straight. I mean, obviously, I am in the way I dress, and I mean, just look at me. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so I've questioned uh, in trickier times, um, but yeah, if you if I question it now, I understand. The, you understand the, the spectrum. That it's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more comfortable with it. I like obviously being descended from lesbians. I've got two <laughs> generations: yes. my grandmother and my mother. Um, there's been a lot of questioning um, in my in my younger years, but like I I ended up having I guess an experience when I was younger um, in my late teen years that made me go. Yeah, I'm I'm straight. Um, and it made my friend go definitely a lesbian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of my my version of that spectrum is um, I find women very physically attractive, and sure, I'd probably make out with a couple of girls. But where my line is is I don't want a face full of vagina. <laughs> like, and I'm sorry, mother, and I'm sorry anybody who's listening who feels like that's an overshare. But you better get used to it in this episode because that. That's where we're going. That's where we're heading. This yes. is Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. I'm Liz Best. And Tom Harris here. And today we're getting our producer Zane on the mic to talk about sexuality. That's Zane, that's Zane C. Weber Zane to give him his full C. title. Weber. And he- I would also like to say, Mum, if you're listening to this, don't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just listen to an, any other episode we're of done. this podcast. We're done. Turn off. <laughs> Turn off the radio. Walk away from the podcast. Um, yeah, there will be probably a content warning on this. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I will I will try to use the correct words for everything. Yes, yes. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, this is basically going to be a deep dive into my sexual history. So slip, slop, slap, yeah. everybody! It's a, it's a deep dive. We're going to get so, rambunctious. I guess one of the things that I really wanted to do this year in our podcast um, is kind of talk to people, like not just go straight, this was a relationship from A to B to C, um, but also talk 
to people who sit on that sexuality spectrum and find out what their experiences have been like dating, what their experiences have been like um, coming to terms with where they sit on that that spectrum. And I don't like it being a line either. I feel like it's like a circle with like little offshooty arms and different colour gradients. Just and some sort of, yeah, multicoloured amoeba. Yeah, and yeah, with little frondy <laughs> bits some places that connect to other places but not to these. Like it's just a, it's a web. It's a, it's a web of sexuality. Um, so one of those things when we were chatting with Zane about different guests that we could come on is that he brought up the fact that he actually has some good stories to tell. So um, first of all, Zane, how do you identify on this web of sexuality? Sure. So when I put words to it, I identify as a homoromantic, asexual, agen person. Right. <laughs> so now, that being said, I my know pronouns are he, they. He, they. So anything is fine. I understand about 20% of that label that you put on yourself. <laughs> yep. um, so can you give us, first of all, before we like do the deep dive, mm-hmm. like the layperson's guide to what that means for you? Yeah, so basically when time came to question my sexuality, it was as soon as I learned what the word gay meant, I was pretty sure that it was me. Mm-hmm. I've never been sexually attracted to women. Right. Aesthetically, mm. very beautiful. Yeah. Um, Thank but you. I've we never are. had the urge. <laughs> I've never had the urge to hug, kiss, or have a relationship with yes. a female or a woman or right. a female presenting person. Yes. Um, when it comes to gender and sexuality, growing up as a, as a high like through high school and university, like a horniness is a thing that happens, and so mm. sex was a thing. I was um, I lost my virginity at quite a young age, and I was very sexually active from a quite a young age. Mm. Um, and like I kind of really bought into that the more sex you have the 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 more you're winning life yes basically right. because that's yeah. I grew up in the in the 90s and that's kind of that what, was yeah that was what everything was saying like it was your it was your social currency for a little bit there yeah but also like in the movies like your heroes are the heroes because they get to have the sex with all the people that they want and unless like, you watch horror movies and the people who have sex are always the ones who die <laughs> yeah, first that is, children that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Horror movies don't have a lot to do with reality. No. <laughs> um, so I guess it, it, the story that we'll be telling today is like my journey to figure out that I'm actually asexual. Yes. Um, because sex is something that I do enjoy and I have enjoyed and sexual pleasure is something that I have. Asexuality is more you don't have the impulse for a sexual for, for sexual attraction. Right. So you don't yep. see someone and go like, I want to be inside you. I want to have sexual relationships with you please Um, when I see someone and I'm attracted to them I'm like I want to get to know you please you seem very interesting to me and that can sometimes be an aesthetic thing Um, I find you aesthetically pleasing but I think I've mentioned it a couple times like if you open your mouth and say something that offends me or just like I don't find attractive it's like it's immediate that I I no longer want to really associate with in any way yeah right yeah so okay so if we're breaking down that term so Mm -hmm. what do so it was homo... Homo-romantic. Homo-romantic. So I am romantically attracted specifically to male-presenting mm-hmm. people. Um, and then the next part was... Asexual. Which we just talked about. And then agendered, which okay, means cool. I don't he feel they. like... I don't feel like either masculine or feminine really apply to me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gender binary, like, ideologically, doesn't. Re- I don't really buy into it at all. So it's really just a personal thing for me. Like, I don't force that on anyone. Um, yeah. You can call me whatever pronouns you want and I'll answer. Um, But yeah, I don't feel like I am a capital letter man or capital letter woman. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's how I identify to myself. All right. So today, yeah, we're going to be talking about how one in this instance, Zane, came to discover that he was asexual. Yeah. Yep. That's that's all we're going to do. So (laughs) I I grew up uh, in a rural town Mm -hmm. in 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 Queensland. uh, And so when I lost my virginity early, it was very hush hush. We don't tell anyone. Yeah. We don't do anything. We're, None of that we, dirty laundry. We can we can talk to ourselves about it, but we're not going to talk to anyone no. else about yes. it. Mm. And that was the case into my twenties. Um, that being said, uh, my relationship just out of high school, we kind of opened up to our friends about it, and that made a lot of our friends who had been friends with us during because it was one of my best friends from high school. Mm. Um, 
it made a lot of our friends question their sexuality because like oh uh, two of my best <laughs> friends are gay am i gay oh wow small town <laughs> yeah thinking um it was really really interesting to have those conversations with literally every member of our friend group oh wow <laughs> the whole town might be gay for all we know <laughs> yeah. nobody's talking about it yes, wow. um but one thing led to another and kind of I moved to Brisbane and that kind of started, I got fed up with the amount of energy I was putting into finding sex, having sex and the just the whole rigmarole of like dating and finding people and, and et cetera, et cetera, both in Bundaberg and in Brisbane. So I just like, I'm just going to not put any effort or interest into it for however long. So I was celibate for five-ish years mm-hmm. um, because I got so much more done. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> oh, I, I was just like, I had so much time and energy and brain space to put into other things <laughs> in my life uh, that were not sex. Because yeah. again, like, it's a it's a big emotional drain as well because like, especially when you're young, you, you gain so much uh, like self-esteem on the way that other people treat you and the way that you 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 treat other people Mm. um and like that's definitely like it's not so much now but i'm very separated from that community now but growing up like it was definitely a competition to like who could have sex first and who could perform whatever sexual acts first and bragging rights and what have whatever whatever is that is that a thing in your younger friendship groups tom is that is that a guy thing it would be it it, i'd say it is uh at my level but my friendship circle growing up was big honking nerds who yeah. couldn't get close to a woman <laughs> without breaking down. So yes, in the in the yeah. in the time same timeline, yes, yeah, but I, no, not in my um, not in my experience or, I guess or social. In circles. our immediate in my immediate friendship group, it was very um, it was never really a competition, but we did kind of go. Oh, I thought that person would have been the one to be the first. Like, mm. but I don't ever remember competing. Although I do remember having great amounts of gossip when sexual acts that weren't super vanilla were heard of in our group. Oh, like, yeah. Did you hear that so-and-so did so-and-so with the other? And we'd all be like, ew, ah, oh, maybe not ew. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Is it weird? Yeah, yeah, so let's just say if it wasn't competitive, I viewed it as competitive. Okay. And I was a very competitive person. <laughs> And I won. So. Gold, gold, gold star to you. Yeah, all right, come on, come um, on to the podium. A plus in sex. Look, um, I I knew, at least I assumed that there was never going to be anyone that could give me a, an A plus in sex. Mm. But if there was. If there was, I wanted to make sure that my Yeah, no, absolutely. Essays and it's like, were. You know, on the, when Facebook first came out and there was all this, like, you do like a survey and you'd be like. Yes, I what have you done? Yes, no, yes, no, yeah, yes, no. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I won all of those. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, 100 yes, out of 100, yes, yes. bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, have, never have I ever. I would always have been the most drunk I have if I drank ever. alcohol. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so after this period of celibacy, um, I was hit on for the first time in a long time in a very random place by a very good-looking uh, gentleman. Uh, and so that kind of, we went out on a date and that kind of started something new. And he was into some things that weren't I had never tried before. And so, sure, we'll try this. Uh, and when that inevitably fell apart, I was like, okay, I don't need sex, mm-hmm. but everyone has sex. Sex is a big part of everyone's life. And I feel like I'm missing out. So that kind of reignited the FOMO. Yeah. Um, so I became, I made a list of all the things, of all the fetishes and kinks and everything that I think I should try just to see if it connects with me in any way. And maybe that's what's missing sure. from, oh, I was trying to replace, like, I don't feel sexual attraction. And I'd never heard of the term asexual at this point. Right. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to be in a relationship I should figure out what does it for me absolutely um, rather because I knew what does did it for me personality wise yes but like sex was always a thing because uh, f- physical pleasure is accessible but like I never really I was never drawn to that particular aspect of mm. any relationship so I made a list and I spent two or three years going through seeking out people who knew about these things and and approaching it so I don't know if you want to see my list but I've basically 
basically the list of things I have tried and the rating that I gave them. Um, I I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I want to hear as much of that list as you'd be willing to share. Oh, this list. Uh, uh, you, any of this list is is free free game. Like I'll if I have to if I have to tell embarrassing stories, I will. But like, there's not a lot of embarrassing stories. It is just kind of like maybe. It's a very logical <laughs> way of going about it. Like I know. I mean, I try and think. Like obviously because I fall somewhat in a in the typical uh, uh, I don't know spectrum part of the spectrum. Like you know, I hate words like normal and typical. Yeah, and, no, yeah. But, but I feel like I would be in a, you can say a, vanilla a majority. Well, no, not vanilla. But that's just my in word, terms man. Of- you don't use that. You're right. You don't use that word. That's that's our word, right? <laughs> okay. No, but like I, I, there wasn't ever really a time where I went. I don't know what turns me on. Like I've always been very yeah. certain. Yes, likewise. I've always been very certain in in kind of what I like, and there's never really been any time that I've gone. I wonder if I wonder if I've just kind of gone. I like this. I like this. I like this. And then if I, I mean, I, I've watched porn. Who the fuck hasn't watched porn? Like mm. that's how I figured out a lot of the stuff yeah. that I was into by watching porn and going, oh, that excites me. Oh, does not excite me. That's actually a very interesting point because I've never connected with porn in the way that anyone huh. that I've ever met has yeah um in the sense that i i can't remember the last time i like privately logged on to any porn website and like obviously like you you see porn like on reddit or whatever and it just yeah, happens yeah. Mm. tumblr again was a big one back uh, yeah. when tumblr had porn. <laughs> <God> damn it <laughs> But it was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Let's keep scrolling. Um, so again, I don't know why I didn't go to porn to figure this out. Again, but because, because it my wasn't relationship- a medium that connected with you as well. Yeah. Like it's if if you don't if like now that you know that you're asexual, mm. porn wouldn't be something that would necessarily like it would have to be an experiential thing for you, not a yeah, visual sexual attraction thing. So, so that wouldn't have worked if you had have gone to porn? Question mark. Yes, absolutely. Like that's I I. Don't know. Like again, yeah. like yeah, porn was never really a part of my life, mm. uh, and continues not to be. Um, and I didn't actually play in. I I don't know why I didn't write porn on this list to try it out, but I just didn't. You just well, it's one of those things. Like a lot of people go, "How do you know you're this?" or "How do you know you're that?" Sometimes you just know, and it's not a figuring out process. Mm. It's just a you know. And hmm. I decided that I didn't know, and I had to figure <laughs> figure it out. So again, the first the first one that I tried. What was, led you to make this list? You just needed. To you needed to just I thought something was wrong with me. Okay. Or not not that it was wrong with me, that I was missing out yes. on something and that the key could be found outside of my experience. And was that from watching the way that other people interacted? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I it was kind of it was through this relationship um with this with this guy that had that impulse. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so these people are real. Like until this point, like people with out over the top kinks and fetishes were kind of just like oh they're just storybook characters yeah. like that yeah, doesn't exist course, in real life um whereas this guy introduced me to the world of like pup play where, where he wanted to pretend to be a dog and be treated like a dog and wore like right. a, a, a mask like a, a mm. uh, and like it was a very with him it was a very sexualized um sort of release because you could act like not a human um so you don't have to have the human inhib- inhibitions and you can um find that playfulness and i was like okay okay, I don't relate to that, mm. but he obviously did. Yeah. So what else is there that I could Interesting. be, re- I could relate to maybe. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, and then I went on, I made a game out of it basically by writing a list and going to score each experience. And then I went on the apps and the internet services, which make it very easy to gamify yes. dating and mm. sexual experience. And yeah, went through the list over a course of a couple of See, years. Uh, yeah. I know people who do the same thing, but with movies. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just, yep, I just, do the same thing, thing with, with movies. <laughs> Can I ask with this list when you're making it, do you only put things that you've currently heard of or do you start researching online to find things that you've never heard of and also pop them on the list? Oh, you have to do research. Yeah, yeah. Science. Well, I just wondered, I just yeah. wondered like how much you were already like, well, I know all of these things and how much was extra. Okay. Basically, I, I wrote a list from what I'd heard of, basically. Mm-hmm. 
basically. Mm -hmm. And then I went online and researched and a lot of what is happening will be online, but then you get in the space and there's a lot of more nuance to Mm -hmm. it and the personal relationships as well. Um, And I knew going in that I was a very tactile person. That's something I enjoyed about sexual experiences was actually touching other people. Um, And I knew that I didn't care so much about my own sexual gratification as I cared about other people's sexual gratification, which kind of makes sense now that I know that I'm asexual. Um, So, yeah, so the first thing that I explored was like a pup play in in like a group setting. There was a a community of people who were interested in in this this kink play. Um, And so that's where I went. And they were super friendly and super welcoming. Just like, yeah, let's take our dogs to the park uh, sort of sort of vibe well they're, but they're we'll, acting like dogs of course they're welcome and we'll friendly they love everyone and and whatever <laughs> and it was really it was really weird because like i'd been in situations where there are a lot of gay men there before relating to each other in a sexual way but some of these guys that were pups weren't gay mm. they were just right. they were they're experiencing this sexual experience w- with gay men as pups but they didn't identify as gay and so that was a really interesting yeah it is that's fascinating the interesting part of that that led on to um, what did you rate that uh five out of ten it was okay it was weird one-on-one like yeah those power dynamics were weird and like i didn't know because they can't communicate with words or they didn't want to communicate with words it was hard for me to like well, what do you want yeah. it's hard to negotiate yeah. that sort of thing but great community so that was a five out of ten that was okay. like and i will say i think five out of ten is the highest that i've rated any. okay <laughs> now i just need to point out um i'm very 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 much not yucking anybody's young but I also have a, a laughter response Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. when I hear things that are... This will be funny yeah. and I give you licence no, to No, like I'm not laughing yeah. at anybody, but whenever, like even when I'm talking about regular vanilla sex with people, <laughs> I still get a little bit laughy depending on who I'm talking to. So if I laugh, I'm and really yeah, sorry. I, I think Liz and I are always conscious as sort of the vanilla uh, part hey, of look, the thing. I, I, no, no, actually, no, no, I no, resent no. vanilla, but like, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're straight, and yes. we, that's how that's how we are. Straight that's how identifying. we identify. And we've got, and historically, we've always had the position of power. And yes. we don't want to laugh at we don't want to laugh at other community or, or minority people no, below it's us. No, ner- it's a nervous laugh it's, from me. Yes. It's not. And look, okay, I just won't explain myself anymore. But it's it's. <laughs> It's a nervous laugh. I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing because I have always... Uh, Look, some of these are inherently amusing. Yeah. Also, some of them are less so. Um, and, so we, and so feel free to cringe when you okay. want to cringe. We crest, right. we crest the roller co- the height of the roller coaster with a 5 out of 10 rating from Pup Play. Yes. And, the, the, and in your, you and say it only kind of, of goes well, down. No, the, you go back up to 5 a couple of times. Yes. Um, but but we, we never crest we 5. Know, we know. <laughs> Okay, all right. Five. Cool. So it's a very mild roller coaster. <laughs> out of out of ten, yeah. Right. Uh, so okay. that led to furries, which was kind of oh yes, I know related. about them. O- okay. Yes. Do you want to ask any questions? Like maybe I'll I just do. go through this list. If you I, have questions, I'll, ask me. I'll play uh, dumb, <laughs> dumb male white guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. play my card. And yep. do you want to have sex with people dressed as an animal? Do you want to have? Is it where? What's the attraction? Am I a furry because I am attracted to Lola Bunny? Do you, is it because I you'd like fur, like animal characters? That is step number one to furrydom. There yes. you go. Uh, furries like anthropomorphized animals. They don't like right. animals, so it's not yes. zoophilia. It's, yes. Yes. it's not bestiality. Of course. Right. Um, they like anthropomorphized animals, and they view themselves as some aspect of animal. Right. And that's not a uniform experience. Some people yeah. just like the art, and so are involved with the community that way, and have sexual relationships with people who are more involved with that. The wide end of that is sex in like mascot yes ma- mascot outfits so, and they don't have to be like sexy mascots they're just like literally any it's much easier to get a normal mascot outfit than a sexy mascot yeah, outfit yeah okay <laughs> but, but yeah but so it, it could involve like, makeup or just is there a sexy cosplay ears. community 
community or is it just like any furry costume? And if you go into you come a up sex with a shop, you, you will find you like animal tail butt plugs. Okay. And they're, they're, that, it's yeah. that mainstream in that terms. This was a four out of ten for me. Like okay. it's literally just sex with some weird noises you thrown prefer, in. Yeah. Um, okay. There's not but a lot of like animal play. How, okay. Um, mechanically speaking, mm-hmm. um, do you, are there, how, where's the hole in the suit? Like do you, do you, yeah, you the, basically, do they cut you holes the or they remove, you okay. Velcro or, or whatever. Okay, like, cool. I never had sex with anyone in an animal suit. I'll just put that okay. out there because they're expensive. Yes. They're difficult to mm. clean. It's not every fairy has an animal suit. Uh-huh. Fairy, fairies are more of a community who identify in a certain way um, that will then have sex with each other and sometimes role play that. Okay. But very much, but stressed on the anthrop- anthropomorphized animals. Yes. Yeah. Aspect of it. Yes. Right. right. And so what was it for you that made that a four? Um, they seem to have less fun than the pup plays. Okay. And they seem to, there's a lot more politics involved as well. Right. Um, which mm-hmm. I don't know what that, what that means weirdly, but pups seem to be more like, yeah, let's just have a fun time where furries is like, there's a little bit more gatekeeping and like, what are you about? And like, what, what, why do you want to do this sort of I'm thing? Like people who <clears throat> rules everything. A lot of kink community, there's, there's, there's a lot of like rules to get involved with certain like sex. rules, rules for like consent and, and everything like oh, that. Absolutely, They're yeah. like the, yeah. in, the good rules, but like, like politicized bullshit, like, you know, I mean, I kind of understand it because furries are mocked incessantly oh, at yeah, every true. level. They get it. They cop. They cop. They cop their fair share. Um, and they're aware. And that then. So the next one was kind of like costumes. Okay. So that includes like leather and rubber. Yep. Um. And but even like medical and police and whatever. But then also like diaper and like mm. human waste. I'm not about it. No. I mean, um, not to yuck anybody else's <laughs> yum. I'm also not about it. <laughs> um. But also, I this was a three out of ten. I just don't get it. I don't have that layer of sexuality that like puts people in power like cops or doctors or military people as right, like yep. something to sexually in- engage with um, and the diaper play was particularly disturbing just because it in- also involved age play like they wanted to act like a child yes I'm like I'm not comfortable yes with this. I can <laughs> yeah. imagine yep um, any questions about costumes uh, so we're just talking costumes not role play is or is costumes, costumes plus role, role play, play? Yeah. okay and so with costumes it there was no physical attraction to any of the, the the ways that some of them just looked or functioned? The most aesthetically pleasing I can find a person is when they are naked, I think. Yep, okay, cool. Um, you can have an aesthetically pleasing outfit, but that, again, like, I don't have sexual attraction, so yeah. I'm not sexually attracted to a man in a suit. Um, a man without a suit is go- always going to be more sexual. Mm. Okay, um, cool. And as a performer, like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 it's hard for me to take a scene like as an improv as an improv person it's hard for me to take a scene towards sex because yeah. when you're performing improv you don't want to make the audience uncomfortable yes. also so you like you're a performer that's like going to work like <laughs> yeah, that's right. you don't want to bring your job into the bedroom you don't yeah. have to yes and your partner like and it's like yeah because I always tend towards making it funny as yeah. well and <laughs> no not comedy's every- not great the three, the three of us have all worked on the same improv <laughs> show uh, in character and the three of us would just be going that's the choice you're making they're, they're the choices yeah, you're making yeah. in this, in this but this is the thing my choices would always tend towards comedy, comedy as well yeah, like yeah. comedy <laughs> sex when you're trying to be sexy like oh you don't want to boomtish when and somebody look, honestly that happened a lot is like uh, we would laugh and laugh and laugh and then sex would happen rather than like actually follow through with role play that had sex involved with it yeah, right. yeah. Um, and I'm bomb- bad at it like I, this is this could be my rating like I'm giving myself a 3 out oh, of yeah. 10 I, the, one, the one or two times I've tried to do any kind of role play anything it does just descend into like it's like ooh yeah naughty <laughs> like <laughs> like really awkward you know like uh, yeah. it's 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 I, and I enjoy the comedy of the fact that something is being tried and we're sharing a funny experience more than I go yeah that's yeah. hot and uh, Zane what was that community like Were we- uh, so this I never really involved in, in a community here this was more individuals sure. um, that that being said, a lot of them, the, I engaged with people who were very, very into what they were into. So they were very happy to kind of like, yeah. So when you're dealing with like rubber and or when you're dealing with leather, like this is the this is what you wear and I this is what I get like out it of it. Would be uncomfortable. Like I, it's not not uncomfortable. Yeah. 
well, some of the like some of the rubber stuff that I've seen, I'm just like I'm exhausted thinking about trying to put that shit on. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. having knowing how difficult it is to put spanks on that aren't rubber. Like I just. <laughs> And then the, the awkward, like, I'm not one to, like, awkward noises during sex are always <laughs> awkward for me. Like, um, and squeaking. so if you had, like, the <laughs> of the rubber, like, yeah. do you have to use a lot of talcum powder? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, you do. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happens if you get sweaty and disgusting? I mean, it's just. Then you kind of lose the costume pieces. Yeah. Guess. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so then we kind of move into the more, I guess, body manipulation stuff. So, uh, sounding. What the fuck is that? So, sounding is insertion into the urethra. That's why I'm quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, usually of stainless steel rods and medical equipment rather than anything rather than else. Anything you've got lying around yeah. the house. <laughs> if you uh, don't have a stainless steel rod, any old rod will do. And I and I will say this was this was a hard no for me personally. Uh, ditto here. My <laughs> eyeballs is so big right now. Like yeah. female sounding is a thing. Well, I will say yeah. Well, I mean, that seems well because things are supposed to go well <laughs> when when you have the mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. male female sex, like things go in that hole. Things mm-hmm. don't tend to go in the guy hole. No, no. they, they <laughs> don't. Fam- um, near famously, it's a so. very it's a very intense <sighs> feeling. I know, I, I, I know what it is. I've known this for years. I, Tom just, is it's just, just like yeah. shuddering. It's just yeah. Uh, um, so that that's that's okay. But again, like the people who are into it like why do they call it sounding um because when you're it's, on a boat yeah. and you're you like you drop a rope to see how far the, the oh, bottom is that's called sounding oh no so it's a hell and yeah so it gets oh. into the bladder um etc etc uh again yeah the people who I are into had this a physical reaction to that Indeed. yeah the limits of the human body are amazing oh uh, dude <laughs> like i'm a i'm a woman we can push something the size of a watermelon out of the holes the size of a grape like yeah. The human body is yeah. messed up. Well, speaking of, do you have any questions about sounding before I move on to the I next? I think we need to. It's making me feel physically uncomfortable. Um, so, so you, I do have questions, but I yes. don't want to hear the answers. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. You do know me personally, so uh, no, I'm okay with knowing this stuff about you. And th- and thank you for sharing, by mm. the way. Um, so this is something that you tried, or you were the both doer. Okay. Yeah. So I started out um, basically a guy who was very experienced had the right equipment and what have you um, got me to do it on him so they show me how it does then he tried to do it on me again like different gauges and like he had spent years like stretching to a wider gauge and again like this is something that again like I I I rated this a um, where where am I Uh... well you said hard no so I can't imagine it's going to be high (laughs) uh, sounding was a 2 out of 10 for me like hard pass for me but like if someone wanted I me to do it surprised. to them so, oh, okay um, so that's why the two so yeah. you could do but not yes yeah, yeah. I, I i did not appreciate the sensation yeah um and yeah so there, there was a pass for me but like if someone wanted me to do it to them it would be i i wouldn't say no yeah basically okay but All i right. would never encourage anyone to do it unless no, they felt mm. the urge um so yeah tom any questions <laughs> no uh no because <laughs> let's, let's i know i know what it does and i can i can happily uh well unha- unhappily imagine it happening to myself and you know <laughs> no. there are no questions Okay. I, yep. I, I've cool. known about this. I've known about sounding for a, a good while what now. Is it and something all guys talk about that I don't know about? No, like just what? you live. You, just you, live you spend you enough time on the internet. You <laughs> okay, will, the, right, just the things internet. will. So, people so you will you know, it'll come your way. Okay, yeah. next. Uh, so the next one is fisting. Okay. So this yes, is know what that is. <clears throat> yeah. So basically, this one involved a lot of homework because obviously I have quite large hands mm. and I didn't want to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I made a connection with someone who wanted to try this or had done this before but wanted a partner um, to give. It was a, a hard pass again for me because I'm just, I don't I don't appreciate that. I no, don't think. No. Um, 
so yeah, it was a lot of homework on like uh, the method, but also like you're going rather far internal into someone. So knowing what yeah. to avoid um, because there are organs and uh, bones yeah. and the spine there. And this is also very different for women and men too, if you're, yes. if you're doing it that Correct. way. Yes. Uh, va- vaginal fisting, there is hard limits to yeah. where you can go. Yeah, there's there's um, like a full on, like the body just goes, no, no. Yeah, not you can just turn it off if you want, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, and so this this my, the my partner in this was they're quite experienced, and so they were like, yeah, so you will you'll get quite far in, and so that was an experience, and it it took uh, like two hours, and I don't understand what was happening on their end, but like it was it, it, they really got something out of it. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. All right, Chuckles. <laughs> All right. No, that's this is. Oh yes, man, it just sounds medical now. This, like oh, it, it's so it very medical. was. It was very clinical, but, at okay. least at the start, because like you you need you do literally need a bucket of lube. You need so much lube. Um, and like the the preparation of both the 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 giver and the receiver is like okay, so this is what we're doing, and and like safe words, and like this was this is my introduction to like actual like almost scene play like bondage a bondage scene play right. or BDSM yeah. scene play right. it's like this is what's going to happen this is this is when we stop this is when we continue this is where we progress to if we reach this point and yeah so this was really like this was a lot of homework and I was like it was very interesting until I got into the room and I'm like I'm not here this is I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying yourself um but this is really not doing totally totally not, not, not yeah. your scene really. how <clears throat> Ask the question. You can go on. But, okay, so like I know with anal and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. just regular anal, like you can do certain things in cleaning preparation and whatnot. But like mm-hmm. if you're going that far, yeah. So what, those you can't cleanse the, that far up. To, you you can if you don't eat. Okay. So it involves a period of not eating and a period of cleansing. Um, and yeah, there's not. It's not 100% clean because you also have like the mucus that lines the lower yeah. intestine that's there um I'm s- mom if you are listening <laughs> please turn it off now uh, stop yeah so maybe the, this is uh, i'm gonna say this is probably the most visceral yes story that i'm gonna tell mm. um uh, you're both just like going yep not we, uh, i don't what are we gonna do <laughs> what happens no, now it's not it's not <clears throat> that it's just that i've got very intense pictures running through my head um that i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to get out um no but i'm just interested i like i've never thought about the fact that you, you just don't eat to make sure that there's just yeah. nothing yep. there but there would be people interested in that who would prefer there was something there for Yes, I never in, I never met that intersection of kink. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, not good. And- I'm sorry. I'm not. If you like that, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, but human waste was always kind of a, a never, yep. never no thank you. An, an unneeded, yeah. unneeded um, experiment. Yeah, but there are definitely people that are into mm. that. Okay. Um, and that's that's a that's a, a thing. Um, I guess the next that that was so that was a one out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, would not recommend. No. Plus, <clears throat> who wants to study that much when you have to want to yeah. have the sex? Hit like, the books. Honestly. Like after you've done it a like couple of times, I assume you know. In, yeah. Um, but like, like anyway, it's too much work for me. Um, but also, I'm not interested. <laughs> rather eat. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, yeah, I like my food. I'd like a brunch every now and yeah. then. <laughs> uh, so again, this the next one was group sex. Okay. So it was through the introduction, through an introduction from other people that I'd been talking to. Basically, we're going to be having a a sex weekend. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, uh, and. It was like, okay, sign me up. Uh, and so, yeah, that was, it was like, there was like 70 guys and like, they like hired. That is a lot more people than lot. I was thinking. Well, they hired out like this, uh, like hotel farm stay kind of place. Right. So there was all these rooms and like they, they set up like the people that knew each other, people didn't know each other. And there's all these events. Um, yeah. Just a whole bunch of guys having, having, having sex in, in front of each other. Right. Like 
all 70 at once or like different break-off rooms? No, and different there areas? were definitely break-off rooms and private rooms, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think the the biggest room that I was involved in was like 20-something people. Right. Um, and that was logistically difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like 20 people all engaged with all 20 other people. It's like there's a couch and there's a bed and there's people on the floor, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, over the, over the, the week, <laughs> there were people who were like, check, go, do basically, doing roll calls like who are, who have I had sex with who have I not had sex <laughs> oh, with oh so they turned it into a competition as well there was I think there was a group of four guys who were doing that right. um, there were a lot of bottoms there who were like they're, they're trying to tick literally everyone off the list um, so yeah there was but that's the thing like it was a fun party weekend because there were also barbecues and like going on bushwalks and whatever sounds but delightful like, <laughs> <laughs> a group sex weekend <laughs> with the guys I don't know if this group still meets anymore there is because there there are like um groups in brisbane that that kind of organize the these events and like you you get emails and whatever but like i i haven't got emails from these guys for like years so Mm. yeah um and what did you rate that uh, five out of ten. It's just sex. Yeah. Um, if you're comfortable having but sex like in front of people, like it's sex and barbecues. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if you can go straight from sex into a barbecue, that like, is the dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not particularly comfortable with public nudity. Yeah. Um, but like being nude wasn't part of it. Like it wasn't a nature thing. But that whole like, group sex yeah. weekend also could have kind of gauged your opinion on a bunch of other things like voyeurism and like. Yeah. Um, whether you want to yeah. do group orgies or whether you prefer, you know, solo with people watching you or watching other people. Uh, yeah, and definitely I don't, I'm not particularly interested in watching other people have sex, mm. um, which I guess is my relationship to pornography. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't particularly enjoy being watched having sex. Um, I guess there is a distinct vibe of being in a room with lots of other people having sex while you're having sex. Yeah. But it's not really about the attention that you're paying to each other having sex it's more just kind of like the the energy in the room yeah yeah, yeah. um i don't find that particularly more appealing than one-on-one sex with a partner um right but it was interesting and again the social dynamics were very welcoming and you met a lot of very interesting people not only in the in the in the kind of like oh okay you're a person that exists way but also in the like oh okay you are a very well-paid professional person who is interested this yeah yeah right and I guess like as an asexual person it would have been an interesting experience knowing that you didn't know these people and your thing is getting to know people well yes. so that would have removed you one yeah, step away true. from that situation. yeah I mean well that's the thing you didn't know people at the start yeah and and that's kind of like there were people who were like hey you there come into this that's room <laughs> mm. well it's, it's it's very rarely like hey you there let's have sex it's more like hey you there my friend's looking for someone to have sex with go and do it oh you're like wingmanning people as well yeah absolutely um just like what are you after today uh well those people over there are doing that right now let's go let's go meet them (laughs) um (laughs) it was a very pleasant environment that look to be honest (laughs) with you like i'm sitting there thinking about it and like a holiday with some sex and some barbecued, probably a house by the farm or the it was beach it was definitely or... like hinterland. Yeah, yeah, yep. doesn't sound too bad. Um, Tom, questions? <laughs> uh, just from the community itself, because I'm aware of like when um, when heterosexual people will have like swinging parties or group mm-hmm. sex nights. Uh, there will be rules like you can't just be a dude rock up by yourself. You got to bring like a you got to bring a girl. This sort of said mm-hmm. you know yeah. they've got you, they, don't, they don't want ten single men just showing up. And ruining the fun. So is there? I don't know. Is there? Is there rules like in in or the uh, require? I don't know. I, I... Singles are encouraged. Yeah. Um. There was a little bit of an imbalance at this one particular event between uh, tops and bottoms, mm-hmm. in the sense that there were a lot more bottoms. Mm. There you go. So tops and versatile people like myself were in high demand. Right. Um. Which and I I don't know how you would really uh, police that in an organizational aspect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The event planner in me doesn't know how to approach this no, because like, I feel like who knows what you want on the day like you yeah. don't want to say like hey you you're going to have to be doing this the whole week like it was strict one sexual position for yeah. you yeah, surprise. <laughs> we'll just line people up and, and <laughs> oh no <laughs> 
and interesting. And the, what rating remo- did you that give this? That was the five. That was five. Because it was a nice five. weekend, yes. remember? <laughs> it, it wasn't unpleasant, mm. but like if if like if my best sexual experience wasn't unpleasant, <laughs> if my best sexual experience with one other person is uh, a nine or a ten, then yeah, this was a five. Yeah. Like, there, there was awkward moments, and there's like um like there's just like this hygiene and just the I cleanliness. Feel sorry involved. for the cleaners, I really do. <laughs> we were very considerate, like, okay. <laughs> and like the the people that own this place were also oh okay um, involved. Well, not involved in the event, but they knew but what the, was going. Yeah, on. okay, yeah. good. Yeah, because um, you, you don't want to do that. No. Um, it was at this event that kind of led me into the more BDSM kink community, yep. Dom, Sub, yep. Master Slave sort of stuff. Yeah. Because I exude um, what I was told was daddy energy mm-hmm. and therefore a lot of I was approached to kind of be involved in scenes where I was the dominant and there's a submissive. Mm-hmm. This was... Uh, I don't like this. You don't strike me as someone who would like the power imbalance. I do not yeah, like I power can, imbalance. No, definitely, no. definitely um, see that. And like I, I also tried the submissive role, and I like that even less. Mm-hmm. Um, power imbalance does not do that for me, and I personally find it. Uh, I ask questions about the person who's asking me to do this to them. Like, what are they getting out of it? Because for me, it's super unhealthy to want that sort of attention. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so that's why I kind of rated this one a three out of ten is like obviously like these people outside of this are perfectly healthy and we did it all with consent planning and, and safe words and whatever and so they're they're perfectly well adjusted people outside of this but they they still get something from this but it's this this one really icked me out even more so was one scene i was involved in which was just straight humiliation oh, so it was like someone sure. getting I mean, off sorry while you're humiliating no i them. don't I, I i keep going oh no that's not good but like <laughs> some people like that and that's okay as long as it comes from a healthy place question Sure, uh, like, but how, I just that's feel the thing. I, like I was never one hundred percent confident that it did come from a healthy place. Yeah, because I've always been, I've always been quite a well-spoken person, so I've always assumed that when I insult people, it hurts them, and that's really hard to let go of, or really hard to kind of like embrace hurting mm. someone, um, even more so than physically, because I I can somehow relate kind of physical pain to physical sensation, which is sexual tension. Mm. Um, so. This one actually scored the lowest out of everything for me, which was a zero out of ten. Like I will never do this again. Yeah. Humiliation mm. play was just not, not, not. Sounds not, like it. Not fun. Um. Again, from the group sex kind of cuckolding, whereas yeah. oh, where yeah. a couple wanted someone else to come in and have sex, and as kind of a humiliation for the other. Yeah. Like again, is just sex with a weird social interaction at the top and bottom, which was yeah weird. So that was a, that was like a four out of ten. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, what have I missed? What have I missed? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, mannequin play. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. Where they, where where one partner pretends to be a mannequin. That is not what I thought that was. What did you? Think? Oh, I thought have it involved mannequin? mannequins. Uh, oh no! Like putting mannequin hands <laughs> places, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Yes. Maybe. I mean, sure. Um, I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah. Everything's um, a thing if you're brave enough, I guess. <laughs> uh, my note, my notes on this one was it's weird, but it's really easy if you're the mannequin because, like, literally, you just you have just to lie there and have just stuff have to lie done there. to you. Yeah. Yeah, but then how's that easy? Like, I guess you're not, but like, the, you can't have a reaction to anything even when you're in the moment, like of towards the end, the the play kind of falls. Oh, okay, away. cool. It's really kind because of... it'd be really awkward if you get like to the moment of <laughs> climax and you're just like you're not allowed to move uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the man i guess the mannequin play is more the foreplay of an encounter okay. mm. um that go- also goes into the into the encounter so what i what is it that someone finds sexy about that i don't know is it like a control and care kind of thing over a, or is it i think uh, the way it was explained to me was that he liked he liked that um he didn't have to kind of take anyone else into consideration. Right. So it's like it was like masturbation.
connection but with another person. Right. So without having to like put any any other like I guess take into account anyone else that he can just play um, in a sexual manner. Right. Um, that being said, he, the mannequin play really didn't get very sexual until sex started happening and then it was no longer mannequin play. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting one. Um, mm. The other one was uh, electro play. Mm. Not a fan. This is where electrodes are placed um, yeah. either on or in and I just did not feel safe. Like this was like a, I tried it two or three times and I was like, mm, this is I no, would be you. just so concerned that someone wouldn't have gotten their currents or voltages <laughs> right. Yeah, like I just, and, and like, look, I've shocked myself before and I didn't like it. <laughs> not not in a sexual way, but like when I've accidentally like yeah, stuck my hand in a, you know, live PowerPoint, that is not a fun feeling. I did yeah. not like that feeling at all. I agree. Yeah. Um, because it really takes like your, it takes control away from you, like actually physically, like your yeah. muscles aren't in control anymore. Um, and the sensation I didn't find pleasurable. No, uh, I either, don't even at a all. Bit. The only other one that <clears throat> was specifically, um, it was part of group sex, but it was a fetish for one of the partners and the other partner had the specific fetish that they're after, which was amputee sex. Right. Um, yeah. Now this is uh, the amputee in question uh, what had was missing below the knee on one leg and below the uh, basically in the middle of his forearm on his left side. I'm not sure how it happened, but it was something that they wanted me involved with. Um, and the the partner that wasn't missing limbs had a fetish for um, people who were missing limbs. Um, so for me, it was this was just kind of it's just it's just sex. Um, just with uh, I guess you just have to position yourself in a way that accounts for um, the lack of support without because he wasn't wearing any um, prosthetics or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's... I wonder, like, and I often wonder this, whether people with physical differences who find that then fetishized, whether it's something that they are always like, oh, cool, someone's into this, or they're like, I don't like being a fetish. Like, I suppose that would be on a very individual level. Yeah, but... these these two definitely were, they were like uh, married in, in real mm. life, um, though I don't think it was official at that point. It was legal at that point. Mm. Um <clears throat> But they, he was, they were absolutely fine with it. Um, I know they, they said that like they sometimes use uh, his arm particularly as, as, as a penetration tool at some point, but that was never part of our play. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just, uh, that was just sex. Yeah. Again, so that was just another five out of 10 mm. for me. It yeah. was, it was after I started getting to the bottom of the list, which was the, the master slave stuff and the, the humiliation stuff where I was like, I Maybe. think I'm out. You, I think yeah. I'm out of this. You've burning through it. You've burned through a list of, <laughs> of things that you've admirably have researched and have put time and and you you've done them. Like you've 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 done them. You, you yeah. can't you can't say no, I didn't just because I fear that a lot of people would hear the term or some people might hear the term asexual and be like, oh they don't know. But yeah. you know. You you know. You've done the <laughs> you've done the re like you know more than anyone. Well that's the thing. When I first started like when I got to the end of this list it was kind of like I just don't think I'm a sexual person and when I heard the term asexual I interpreted it as a person who just didn't need sex um, which is, is that is slightly different to what the actual terminology is and so when I started telling people like I think I'm asexual like I just don't need or want sex they were like oh no no you're just in a you're just in a, a you're, just, mm. you're just depressed you're just in a rut you're just having having a bad time I'm like I've, this has been like going on for three or four years now where I've been actively trying to explore sex in new and different and interesting ways and so it was really I'm not sure where I kind of when I kind of came to terms with the actual definition of asexual which is you just don't feel sexual attraction you can still feel romantic attraction which mm -hmm. I still did um and aesthetic attraction to 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 people aesthetically um but yeah when I kind of embraced that I was like I mean that that's what I would that's the answer that I was waiting for through all of this and mm. so that's kind of why I came on here to share my assorted history uh because like you don't not everyone has sexual attraction mm. and there is sexual gratification which that's definitely what I had in my teenage years like I definitely sought out sex and enjoyed sex and mm. sex was a, a thing that I really kind of definitely had an unhealthy relationship I was a little bit obsessed with um, 
but now that I'm older and I don't have that constant need for gratification, like I don't feel sexual attraction and I don't need sex. Um, so that that's kind of who just who I am as a person and part of my identity as as a, as a human. So I know that when I when I first encountered the term asexuality, I thought it meant that someone didn't like sex, and I think a lot of people mm. misconstrue asexuality as someone who like if you date someone who's asexual, they will mm-hmm. never have sex with you. That can be a case. Mm-hmm. Um, that's called sex repulsion, mm-hmm. um, and that is definitely a valid way of experience asexuality but asexuality in itself is not being averse to sex like I have sex I can have sex I enjoy sex sex is pleasure for Mm. me but it's not something that I feel driven to have and and when I when I am attracted to someone it's not because I want to have sex with them Mm. Um, it's first and foremost about any number of other things Um, and sex will always kind of be like if they want to have sex Um, that's kind of a negotiation then but sex repulsion is is part of the ace kind of community and identity and that's kind of important when someone when you find out someone is ace whether or not they are sex repulsed or whether they're like okay with sex or whether they um, are interested in sex in a relationship mm. um, <clears throat> being asexual does not discount sex from a relationship um, there's so even the whole asexuality itself is is a little spectrum onto itself oh absolutely yeah, yeah. and particularly because asexuality I feel is rather new to um, I guess the the world in general like people have known about gay and straight for a long time but asexual was not really a part of that spectrum um, which kind of runs perpendicular to it uh, but it's really sexual attraction is a spectrum like everything else mm. um, but your relationship with sex is something entirely different you can be you can mm. be allosexual which just means not asexual and repulsed by sex if you've suffered trauma or mm. or you, you you just don't like certain things like there are people that don't like uh like oral sex or whatever and that's a version of sex repulsion mm. um so when you get to know somebody mm-hmm. uh, so uh, is your type the type that when you get to know somebody then you're more sexually attracted to them or you're just the, the sexual attraction is just not a thing and you will have sex with someone if you like them or yeah so i'm homo romantic so i'm in a relationship now with yeah. with a with a man mm-hmm. Um, who is not asexual mm-hmm. and so when I'm when I know someone I'm not demisexual which is I need to know someone very well okay. to be sexually attracted to them okay. I am asexual which means I don't have sexual attraction but I if, if he wants sex we can have sex and you enjoy it and yeah and I enjoy it and okay. I and like I can I can pick up that he might want sex so I can initiate sex so it's not like always a one-sided thing mm. sex is still an enjoyable part of life and part of a relationship but it's not necessary for me to be part of a relationship and it's not part of what I look for when starting a relationship. Right. And so when you first heard the term asexual, Mm -hmm. did you feel like a big weight was lifted off your shoulders or was it just like, oh, that makes sense kind of moment? When I heard the term asexual, I thought that was someone who didn't want to have sex. Right. So So I thought that it was a, it was someone who was like a celibate, like a celibate, someone who was choosing to live without sex. And how did you come to understand understand what it really meant. Honestly, it was just through research, the exact same way through fetish. uh, Honestly, research through the various fetishes that I went through. Mm. It was just a matter of me um, figuring out how wrong I was. Um, The weight lifting was really when I went into my first relationship. And not really relationship. I started dating someone and I said, look, I'm asexual. So what this means is we need to talk about how we're going to relate sexual. Mm -hmm. I'm not not here just for sex, etc, etc, etc. And that, and kind of owning that and making it part of who I was in a relationship because it's not really part of who I am not in a relationship because mm. you don't really relate sexually to people who right. you, you aren't in a relationship with. Um, so, yeah, I think what, putting it in that context in a relationship for the first time, that was when the weight was lifted because I no longer right. had to worry about whether or not I was being sexual in the right way for this person. Yeah. It was a way to just like... It's like I am, we always say, yeah. guys, communicate. Like actually communicating this stuff can take well, a big weight off your shoulders and that that is that's definitely the case because i had had these thoughts to myself in my head but it wasn't until i'd actually said it to someone else that the weight was lifted and mm. i don't even know what the difference was because that relationship lasted three weeks um but it was still kind of like okay i feel comfortable calling myself an asexual and that being part of my identity and it's not something that 
you had to hide or worry about because you had been open about that and if they didn't meet your needs yes. then yeah absolutely that was an incompatibility I yeah guess. though as you can see like with my whole history like I've been quite open with like yeah 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 <laughs> yes. it's like I'm conducting a study on humiliation <laughs> like, and I would like you to take part in it <laughs> so um Tom, I want to know what you've learned first, and then I'll ask what Zane. I feel like I feel like we've known what Zane's yep. learned. I feel like that's what this whole episode has been about. What I've learned, okay, what I've learned, I already knew it, but I'm learning it in a bigger, heavier way. Is that, and it's a reminder to society that whenever you come across someone who's transgender or asexual or whatever, uh, it's pretty unfair of you to go, oh, they they don't they're, to treat their decision to uh, to to get surgery to become a man or whatever whatever they do present or identify whatever choice they make it's not something they it's not a no I don't know they don't it's not that they don't know and it's fleeting it's not a phase like I feel like they would have thought about this for a really long time listen yeah done full on experiments (laughs) (laughs) yes Zane you've brought a a wonderful real world example of no look how much someone who doesn't know will think it through and think and, and 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 analyze and and fig to all to figure out who they are inside yeah these people they they put a lot of their a lot of thought and time and their soul into into these not even decisions they these awakenings or becoming the person they want to become and and that's kind of with everything we're all we're all doing it so as a as as you as an individual i'll talking to my, myself but also you as a society we can all just okay <laughs> i trust this this other person with a brain in their head that they're figuring it that they're on the right track um and i, I let's let let's let be our lesson i think this yeah week. i'll know what sounding is <laughs> yes. i don't think i want to know yes that. i learned a lot um about a lot of different uh kinks that i didn't know before there's a lot of stuff that i did know and there's a lot of hetero kinks that i know about that you know haven't been talked about i'm not completely vanilla but i I learnt, um, oh God, like I can't, I learned a lot. I, le- I learned a lot of different things that I wasn't quite sure about, about asexuality specifically. Mm. Um, I learned a lot about um, kind of allowing people to do their own thing because it doesn't fucking affect me in one way or another. And the fact that society continues to make judgment calls on things that literally don't affect, like if you don't like, if you don't like group sex, don't go on a group sex weekend if you don't like that people do you know pup play then don't go like it's not difficult and it's not going to change your life um by campaigning against something that literally has nothing to do with you that's right that's right piss off and let people do what they want to do i think it's really interesting that both of you have had this this reaction of like let's not discriminate against uh these 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 groups and i and i this isn't a judgment on both of you at all whereas like the the lesson that i really learned through this is just like <clears throat> as an individual like don't listen to what people are telling you because yeah. they're not telling the truth like n- no one gives you their full sexual history especially if you're not having sex with them like i met so many interesting people who are having sex in ways that i had never even considered that they would ever be interested in mm. um and me personally as an asexual person like i uh i i believed for so long that that sex was this one pillar of civilization yes. that was valued above all others. Um, and I tried so hard and spent so much energy trying to engage with that perception of, um, I guess, that that perception of the importance of that sex plays not only in relationships and marriage, but also in like business and social standing and politics and mm. like everything revolved around sex. And so I tried so long to kind of engage with it in the way that you see in movies and TV and you read about it in books and it just wasn't fitting uh, and so I think it's really just a matter of like pay attention to what you think and what you're attracted to before you try to place other people's templates on yourself. Yeah. It's yeah. a good bit of advice. It's a very good bit of advice. Um, thank you, Zane, for... You're welcome. Yes. I, um, I, don't, I was like being so open. Nope, don't want to say that. <laughs> being vulnerable for, for, candid. for... Candid. Thank you. Candid and bravery. Not yeah, every... Not yeah. every 
every person uh, I know has the guts and gumption to come onto a microphone and list the, and not and just openly list the the various sexual things they tried and and trialed. And, and I love it because I'm hoping that there's somebody sitting at home that is you know trying to figure out where they sit in this spectrum or web or whatever, and can kind of either realize that they would like to try a few more things to figure out where that is, or mm. to look a little bit more into asexuality or to even look into you know demi-romanticism or like any of the terms that we've talked about today and to realize that you know it's definitely not one size fits all and you know that that these terms exist and that there is there is nothing there is nothing that you are that has not been thought of oh can i also say yes these terms are new and they are changing like demisexual Mm. and asexual and gray sexual which is like sometimes asexual sometimes not asexual like it depends on the moment yeah these things these terms are growing and changing um there's now a new scientific term because asexual used to be a scientific term which just meant organisms that didn't need to have sex to reproduce yeah now there's a different scientific term which means that because asexual is now specifically for humans who don't feel sexual attraction yeah these are changing so don't feel the need don't don't put all the stock in the labels but self self exploration yeah it's Mm. it's more about being in touch with and knowing that um there are other people who have felt and do Mm. feel the way that you do even if you don't put yourself anywhere on a spectrum or under a label that that you've thought about so self-exploration is key to life and and if you feel like you would need to go out and do it then do it like boys you don't need to have sex at every opportunity yes. if you don't want to <laughs> no and and look what i would love about this is i would really like to hear more lgbtqia plus stories on this podcast because like as tom and i have both said we're both like straight with the margin of 10 percent um you know white you know cisgender people and and i would like to hear um either you know a ghost of boyfriends past style dating story from beginning to middle to end of, of different but i love to hear about people's dating experiences throughout all um corners of this this spectrum or web of sexuality because i think if there's one person sitting at home who really does feel othered and they can hear your story then it could be helpful you know absolutely i'd love to hear those stories so if you have any of those stories please write into us um at that's not canon.com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past or even just send us an email at ghosts of boyfriends past at gmail.com that's right um otherwise rate and review as as i'll always ask but otherwise dear readers just be strong and brave in the face of adversity in the world. And if you're on the flip side of that, let's all try and be better. Let's try and treat each other nicely. And look, if you haven't figured yourself out, go out there and do it. Do all the things Zane told you to. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sick of humans? Do you want to learn cocktail facts to horrify your coworkers at your next fancy Christmas party? Or do you simply want to horrify the next person that rants about what lifestyle is or is not quote-unquote natural? Then you should listen to Phonication, one of the most ethically questionable podcasts out there, dedicated to unnecessary education and airing out Mother Nature's dirty laundry. Tune in for exciting phrases such as love darts, elastic navel cavities, echolocation jamming reproductive organs, and inconveniently located teeth. If any of those phrases horrified you, that's okay. You're completely normal, and I welcome you and your affliction anyways. So stop by and learn about all the Google searches I did so you don't have to. Phonication is available on all platforms, and for as long as I fly under the FBI's radar. New episodes every other hump day, because of course I chose Wednesday. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. 
the ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope, is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.